Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I think it is, but let's go see our history first. Okay. So, um, that I feel like I'm on Mr. Rogers' neighborhood right now. Let's go take a visit down there. <laughs> you know, let's say, hey, kids, let's right. go meet so and so down there on the corner and learn all about right, this. All right, I get it. It has been a minute, but Auburn is back in a bowl game, folks. Yes, we have not had a lot of success over the last few years, much less being in one. But it is still exciting to be talking about Auburn football in a bowl game. This time, the Music City Bowl, Auburn takes over well, what some call Auburn North, Nash Vegas, Nashville. Uh, we will talk about the matchup, yes, between Auburn and Maryland. But we're here mainly to talk about Auburn's history with the Music City Bowl and all that encompasses with that. And there's some really great history to discuss in that. With me today to discuss things when it comes to history and aesthetics, we have from the Auburn Uniform Days, my good friend and yours, Mr. Clint Richardson. What's going on, buddy? How's it going? I'm doing well. Excited to be talking about a bowl game for Auburn again. Isn't it nice? It feels like it's been forever. It has been kind of. In a, in a, in a weird roundabout way, we've not had a secure, you know, good feeling about bowl games, much less being in them for quite some time. I feel like this is the first time Auburn walks into a bowl game and goes, Hey, we got a shot at winning this thing. <laughs> you know, the, the question is, is that because of our team or because of their team? <laughs> well, you could make that case either way. And, you know, we're not really getting into the whole matchup aspect of it. Just going into the nitty gritty of that. We'll talk a little bit of high level about that, but you know, with their quarterback being out, some of our DBs being out, I think if you ask whose team is more prepared for the other, you might say, hey, they kind of negate each other. So to me, it seems like a pretty even matchup. A team in Auburn that says, hey, uh, we probably underperformed a little bit. Maryland probably overperformed a little bit and how they competed against the Ohio States and the Michigans. Yeah. We'll see what happens. SEC Big Ten, we will, we will definitely talk about that a lot here on E2C Network after the game is concluded. But now let's talk about history. Nashville, Music City Bowl. It's had a lot of sponsors, hasn't it? God, has it ever? <laughs> um, yeah, out of, out of like the the major ish bowls, and not that Music City is a you know a New York sits New Year's sits game or whatever, but like Music City's been around for a while. But my gosh, has it had so many sponsors? Gaylord Hotels, Franklin American Mortgage Company, and. Mm -hmm. Who is it now? Trans Perfect. Uh, trans Perfect. What is Trans Perfect? I believe it is some type of financial services company, <laughs> which is what, let's be honest, what's half of the sponsors now for bowl games are? It feels yeah. like. Yeah. I you mean, know, you, you go from a mortgage company to a 
banking company, it, it kind of fits. Um, it, it's, a, it's a shame that Nashville doesn't have a more Nashville appropriate sponsor, though. Um, you know, you can leave all the banking companies in like uh, Charlotte, um, but they've got Duke Mayo. So I've got they, the perfect one. CMT, baby. Country music television. <laughs> is CMT still around? I think so. CMAs, whatever it is. Something related. <laughs> There's got to be a country music label out there that can say, you know what? Let's put our label on that. But uh, hey, listen, you know, whoever wants to sponsor it can. I want to mainly focus on Auburn's history of the Music City Bowl. Uh, I will say first, Clint, that before reviewing the history, I had it in my mind that we had a much deeper history and longer history with this bowl why is that why do i feel like we've played in this game more than what will be three times after this game i don't know i had the same thought when we faced purdue a couple of years ago just it's hard to believe that auburn had only played in it once previously and i don't know if it's just you know growing up in north alabama that like nashville's 90 minutes away like that's kind of the second home in some senses and you know there's so much familiarity with Nashville and and I think a lot of southerners in this area kind of take ownership of Nashville as ours Mm -hmm. um so I don't know if it's that but man it's 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 weird it does feel like we've played in this game a lot yeah but it's only been three times yeah, it's only been three times, and traditionally this is at least currently an ACC versus SEC, but the Big Ten has been adopted as that third rotational in if needed. So here we are again facing yet another Big Ten opponent in the Music City Bowl. Last time, or the first time I should say, we've played Wisconsin, and the time before that, Purdue. Here we are again playing Maryland, which is really weird because they used to be in the ACC, so... <laughs> No matter how you slice it, just it just wait works. for another five years, and conference realignment won't mean anything. It there will not be a conference or a two or three. We will or four. all be in the same conference. Exactly. So here, let's dive into that first matchup. Just you know, high level discussion about this significance of it. You know, this is back, and what would be an abysmal year in terms of what the expectations were for Auburn. You know, ranked number one coming in. A lot of people thought that the stable of running backs were going to be there. Auburn was just going to roast everybody and struggle after struggle happened. But what comes after it is probably the more important thing. But your quick thoughts about the first matchup, Auburn versus Wisconsin in the Music City Bowl. You know, it was kind of the perfect storm for Auburn to struggle their way through that season and to be able to end on such a high note, you know, 28-14 victory over uh, Barry Alvarez's Wisconsin team, and we know. Don't the say team. that name. <laughs> there you go. I, we know I the that that man can give the Auburn program, but you know, Cadillac Williams, Ronnie Brown each scored two touchdowns on the day. Uh, Jason Campbell had a fantastic outing, and of course, that's you know the end of 2003, and we know what happened in 2004 in January 2005. Mm-hmm. And here's something that's just popped in my head, and I should have prepped you for this. Oh, boy. Wasn't Al Borges coaching with Auburn at this point for this bowl game, or was that oh, after the fact? I, I don't know. Part I don't know when feels, he joined. Part of me feels like that's a yes, because I know there was some hype coming in with him into the season about what he was bringing in, I think what he called the West Coast offense at the time. So you had the storyline of Auburn underperforming, in a year where they had Carnell, Ronnie, 
Brandon Jacobs, Brandon Johnson is the fullback, Trey Smith, that stable running. You had Jason Gosh, Campbell. Wide. You had this amazing team, and especially defensively, and they just fell flat on their face in some regards, but really showed out in this bowl game and took Wisconsin, who's a – well, I think it's fair to say it's a power, right? You know, Yeah, in, in they've, they've had their moments. Right. <laughs> and is Good able, and bad. Good and bad. And, uh, you know, beat them by two touchdowns in the first ever Music City Bowl appearance for Auburn. <laughs> And uh, with some of the recent bowl history, it's nice to say that uh, we are undefeated currently <laughs> in the uh, Music City Bowl series, at least. So Yes, yes. And, and, you know, what's special about that first game for me is, no, Wisconsin was not a first-time opponent. If you follow me on social media, you know that, for me, bowl games really shine when you get to face opponents that, one, you have never faced before, or two, it's been a very long time since you've done so. And Wisconsin, that 2003 matchup was the first time these two teams had met in over 70 years. Mm. Auburn went to Madison and ha- and drew a 7-7 tie in 1931. Shug Jordan was on that team. <clears throat> and, you know, again, that's that's been a very long time coming. It's great to see these two schools face off again and of course face off multiple times since then um but yeah i mean as as far as that history goes it's the only win auburn's got over wisconsin but to see somebody you haven't seen in in seven decades is is the goal and the purpose of a bowl game i would say that we could say the bowl committee now enough's enough we're good you know that was no more wisconsin no more. <laughs> no more Northwestern. And don't you dare put me with Clemson. We will Ever have a again. fight. <laughs> Ever <I swear>. again. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the second one now, because I think there's some interesting storylines here as well. An Auburn football team that probably had some higher expectations, given how the first year under Jet- Jarrett Stidham at quarterback in, um, I got my years wrong here, 2017, right? Yep, is yep. the first year for Jarrett Stidham. Um, and, that second year underperformed again. So you come into this game versus a Purdue, te- a Purdue team that had overperformed uh, beating Ohio state that year. And the very special and unique storyline of Tyler Trent, the super fan who lost his battle with cancer. Um, you know, one of the things I remember talking about with that matchup is no matter what happens, Auburn loses here because <laughs> You know, we knew that Tyler Trent was, you know, having a really hard time and that he wasn't going to see very much more of his football team. Mm-hmm. And you either beat the kids team or you lose. And Auburn was expected to win that game. So it was kind of I remember when the matchup came up, Clint, I dreaded it because I, I didn't see a way Auburn won. Truly. Yeah, that that was kind of hanging over this game for for some people who took that perspective. Um Again, through through my eyes of the bowl game, this was the perfect matchup. Auburn and Purdue had never met before. We're crossing one of the teams off the never seen before list. Yep. And thank you, bowl committee. It worked. <laughs> this is what this is when bowl games shine. And it yes. truly does. And you know, to go out there with so many storylines, like you said, Auburn kind of didn't hit the marks. I mean, to to end up in the Music City Bowl especially for an SEC team, is 
not a great accomplishment. Right. I hate to say it that way, but we all know it's true. They are, they get the fifth and sixth pick in the pecking order. Right. It's just how this works. And so a lot of people are going to be disappointed to, to pull Nashville. Um, and, and to get there with a Purdue team that has so much goodwill around them this year, great wins over with, you know, Ohio state, great storyline with Tyler Trent. That's hard. And, yeah. you know, the, the Purdue team carried, you know, his, um, you know, th- four special words on the back of their helmet. The the black stripe down the center had uh, tenacious, tough, unrelenting, or courageous on the back. And mm-hmm. those were all just, you know, Tyler's kind of key phrases. And it also had his T2 signature on it. So, like, it was a Tyler Trent memorial helmet, in a sense. Right. And, I mean, Auburn just went up there and dominated into it was... a massive win and it was it was over in the first five seconds and i mean there, there's no way to uh to segue into this but when i was you know writing my bowl game preview article i didn't realize when tyler passed away mm-hmm. it was nine days after this game it was and, and it was it's... a very quick turnaround and, and i'm not here to say that auburn killed this kid absolutely not but no um you do feel for a kid like that and his family that they had to go out on a game on a game like that yeah no i mean it it puts things into perspective really quickly uh when something about around that is surrounding that game and so you're happy for your team in one sense that this is a auburn team under a gus malzahn uh head coach that's had the reputation of pulling back a little bit and he didn't pull back it seemed like in this game and i just remember it being just an onslaught from the get-go darius slayton had a really great game as well connecting mm-hmm. with you it's kind of what launched him into his career into the nfl i think what got some eyes on him eventually I, I, I agree with that with the new york giants so some great things for auburn in this and still some great things for the purdue even with that um the sad cloud of what would eventually happen with tyler trent it was a special season for them and a, and a good end uh for auburn at least for their bold prospects not much success as a lot of people will tell you and, and love to tell you about in the gus malzahn era <laughs> but uh here we are many years later uh well i guess i shouldn't say many it's only what five years doing math really quick in my head oh boy five putting no, the don't let this guy do math it's it's Don't tough. Let this guy do math. I did it though. There. I did it. Eight to twenty eighteen to twenty twenty three would be five. <laughs> Here we sit. The third overall matchup that Auburn will have in the Music City Bowl again, as we've already addressed with a Big Ten team. Yes, Maryland is a Big Ten team. That's weird. Um, I think Auburn, from what I understand, is a, right now currently is as of recording this a one touchdown favorite. I oh, agree good. with. I agree with that, just given kind of what we've already set up at the beginning of the show. We'll uh, obviously, we've, we've talked about that in some other aspects on E2C Network. But, you know, Auburn and Maryland don't have a lot of history, but you can share with us a little bit about some of the history that the two teams have, at least, you know, with that we can bring up when we're playing them in this game. Yeah. And, you know, as we've already said, like bowl games really do shine when it's a team that you've never faced before. In this case, Auburn and Maryland have faced off three times previously in 1952 in Birmingham, 1958 in Auburn, 
and then 1983. So it's been right at 40 years since the Terps last traveled to Auburn with stud quarterback Boomer Esiason. Mm -hmm. And I mean, this game was, I, I think it was a number three Auburn team versus number seven Maryland. And came out to a 35 to 23 victory for Auburn. And I mean, I, the, the stories that I've heard this week of that game, that this is one of the best games anybody has ever watched. You know, Boomer was very special to watch as a player. The, the Auburn uh, running bats went nuts in this game. And I need to pull up the stat. If... Well, that's not brand new information. Auburn <laughs> running backs just go nuts regardless. <laughs> well, so here, um, the three-headed running monster. Tommy Agee had uh -huh. 219 yards and two touchdowns. Lionel the Train James yes. had 115 yards and a touchdown of his own. And the lonely sophomore Bo Jackson, I don't think anybody knows that name. Nobody would add 105 yards on his own. Mm. Insane. 400 yards of rushing from these guys. If you're Randy Campbell or Jeff Berger, whoever was quarterback this year, like you got the easiest job in the world. <laughs> Just That's, take it and hand it off. I mean, let's let's juxtapose that with the first bowl matchup in Music City Bowl where you had that stable of running backs to work with at Auburn. Yep. It's just it, it just seems like that Auburn is going to bring a good stable of running backs that's to the music. You is. Yeah, well, I mean, typically that's what we call ourselves. I know some of you other fans out there get offended when we try to claim that, but do you have Bo Jackson? <laughs> no. I stay I that's all I gotta say. Bo Jackson. That's all you got. That's all you got. But Maryland's got the, a great history as well uh, with Boomer Esiason. That is a well-known name in NFL circles. And um, so that alone kind of makes us, even though it's a not a brand-new matchup for Auburn, not taking anything off of your list, Clint, that you've acquired yeah. over the years, it's still cool because it's not. It's kind of like the Wisconsin matchup. Let's, let's <laughs> juxtapose it again. The first time in 70 years happened in the Music City Bowl. Here we are several years later talking about Maryland and Auburn meeting each other in Nashville in the Music City Bowl. So yeah, a lot of I, I like that if there's any consistency with the Music City Bowl, of course, your on-field performance does not create consistency in order to get to the Music City Bowl. Right. But I do like that we've kind of hit this trend of longtime foe, new foe, longtime foe. So, you know, we're not facing Northwestern for the third time in a decade. You know, we're not dealing with that kind of matchup we're we're dealing with you know this is a good thing the music yeah. city bowl has really done well when selecting auburn and auburn's opponents and i for one really appreciate that you know it's when we went down to tampa for the minnesota game it's two team bases that had never faced off before that have no reason to to really connect mm. and that's that's what this is for that's what yep. this is the point of like why else would you go into the middle of nashville on new year's eve in possible snow conditions thankfully not this year but like why would you sit through you know a monsoon at the the military bowl right for a bowl game if it like it's the matchups and it's the players on the field but you know it's the matchup that really sells it for me mm -hmm. at least um, the so matchup. I, i'm looking forward to to this one the matchup and the history and i know as a final piece here we've got to discuss this whenever we have you on the show we got to talk about the aesthetics portion of this Absolutely. and what will what will be i think 
in my opinion, a beautiful matchup of uniforms. I mean, is that too far of a stretch to say this is not a beautiful matchup of uniforms? I I think it is, but let's go see our history first. Okay. So um, I feel like I'm on Mr. Rogers' neighborhood right now. Let's go take a visit down there. (laughs) Let's say, hey, let's go meet uh, so-and-so down there on the corner and learn about this. All right, I get it. Well, 1952, Auburn wore blue and Maryland wore red. Give me a blue versus red color on color any day of the week. In 1958, Maryland wore white, all white, and Auburn went white, blue, white. And then in the 83 game, it was um, it was a red helmet, white pants, and a red or red helmet white shirt and red pants so you've already had three completely different uniform combination color wises for maryland three different uniform matchups between the two schools and i really thought that maryland was going to keep it a little bit more simple this year with the bowl game and stick to what has kind of been their primary look this year red helmet red jersey Mm -hmm. and white pants that I think would have been a really good looking matchup against Auburn's all white. Um, you know, if, if you pay any attention to college football uniforms, you know, Maryland's uniform history in the last couple of years, right. you know, I think it was, you know, 2009 or somewhere around there. They, they came out of the tunnel wearing garish Maryland state flag uniforms on the helmet, the Jersey, like it's loud. You need to go see a picture of it, but ever since then they've kind of started to settle into like a they had a hand painted flag helmet flags on the shoulder done much more tastefully this time so i'm glad that they kind of had retired that they're going back to it the boomer size and era throwback look with the strip terps on the helmet simple triple stripes on the shoulders and three stripes on the pants as well but Today, as we record this, Maryland announced that they were going to go with their all-black alternate set against mm-hmm. Auburn. So you're going to have all-black versus all-white with Auburn with the white helmet, white face mask, white jersey, and white pants. So it's mm-hmm. I've seen a couple of people, of course, people like to call Auburn's all-whites the Stormtroopers. So you've got Stormtrooper versus Darth Vader. I know you. I know you. We don't talk about that one. Um, <laughs> I, I, I had some people say in my mentions today that it was good versus evil. And the color is going to be interesting. Stormtroopers were evil too. I know, know, I know. Not not so much that, but just the colors themselves. Right. Um, if we want to archetype. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse, carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see, we could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Colors, but... Sure. But I'm just saying, I love the Stormtrooper look. Just plain and simple. It is, if you're going to not give me the blue jerseys and all that with it, I got to have the full stormtrooper look like the well, white and, face mask, everything else. The white masks are so good. Um, but also if we're going back to the history, this will be the first of those three matchups in Nashville that Auburn has not worn the Navy tops. 
Oh, I just realized that. Yeah. Uh, and I, I remember that from the article too now, which is a great segue. <laughs> it's like I planned it or something. I really didn't, but you didn't. In, in, all, that credit. in all seriousness, folks, one of the great things that I think you should do is take the resource of the Auburn Uniform Database, which is run by Clint here. And he's done a great article detailing in more detail about this matchup, the Music City Bowl, but also the bowl history of Auburn and the aesthetics too. So if you want to see what the field looked like in the end zones for these other bowl games, he's got those laid out for My you there. favorite feature on the entire site. I had a feeling it was for you. I love <laughs> it so much. So go check that out, especially if you enjoyed our conversation here today about the history of the Music City Bowl in Auburn, and then obviously Auburn and Maryland, that integrated into it too. That's a great resource for you to take into account when Auburn and Maryland match up. And of course... Later down the road, Clint, when this game is history, we will talk about it and add it into the history of the Music City Bowl. But hopefully, Clint, we're not talking about the Music City Bowl very soon, ever again. <laughs> Give me a decade at least, please. At least a decade. We can have a down year in about a decade. As we head out of here, we'd love to uh, share with you where you can find us on X. You can find me at Kyle Loomis 24 If you would love to talk to me, Clint, where can they find you? still gone at twitter at, twitter at, x whatever at plan au24 on twitter at auburn uniforms on facebook and instagram and always check out auburnuniforms.com for the breakdown of the history of the music city bowl aesthetically and over 330 years of auburn athletic uniforms you've got a lot of studying to do folks so go check that out and quiz we're excited. Next week. quiz next week i will fail uh but we <laughs> <laughs> A lot of excitement for this matchup, mainly because of the history. And uh, we'll be talking about it again here in the near future on E2C Network. Until we talk to you again, War Eagle. War Eagle.